0: What's up, guys? Welcome to Fit of Food Radio. This is episode 129. It's me, Matt Whitmore, with Keris Marsden. How are you? How are you? Because you've not been well.
1: <laughs> I'm much better, thank you. <laughs>
0: oh, or are you just used to it now? <laughs>
1: yeah, just, I am a bit, actually. Only as in, I'm, I'm in a, a brand new routine, having fallen very sick whilst we were on holiday. Mm. And I've had to... Changed my nutrition, changed my lifestyle, changed my exercise. But weirdly, it has become my new norm, you know, kind of a big emphasis on looking after myself. So I'm quite enjoying it. I have my moments where I throw my toys out the pram, but I'm quite well, enjoying it.
0: I'm, I'm really pleased you're kind of putting a positive spin on it because I'd be going bonkers. I was living on the foods that you're eating right
1: I know. now. What's been quite fun is asking you whether you would cope if you were me, which, which your answer nope. has been absolutely <laughs> no way. Nope. So no no training, no gym, absolutely no... Stop it. I was going to say pleasurable food, but I actually do quite like the food I'm eating, but... It's just very... Uh, no, it's
0: very same old, same old, isn't there's it? There's
1: no pizza, there's no croissant, there's no nothing. Like, you know, as in the... Luxury foods, that we yeah. might call them. I can't think of what to call them.
0: So like, why don't we, like, rewind? Because obviously some people will would have seen your posts on social media about you not being too well. But I was just thinking, actually, the last episode we did, we were in Portugal, weren't we? Yeah, I think
1: we were.
0: So, yeah. And then, of course, we came home early. <laughs> you ruined our holiday. I did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> really paid for it.
0: So, so go on, why go on?
1: Well, if you followed us for a while, you'll know a lot of the reason or a lot of our content is focused on digestive health gut health because it's something I've struggled with since my early 20s and what's really interesting about that side of it is I think it becomes like for me that is my vulnerable area so as much as I do know what I need to do to look after my digestive health if usually if it's gonna if I ever run myself down it you know you you tend to get more like I don't know, what do you get? You get snotty, you get ulcers.
0: Ulcers are mine. My my ulcers are are, a real... That's when I know I've really been overdoing it. Mouth
1: ulcers, Mm. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, they just... Because I don't just get one. I almost like erupt in them. Whole
1: mouth filled with them.
0: And then you mentioned earlier about not being able to eat. So I'm like... "Eh." (laughs) (laughs) Take action. (laughs) Liquid diet, quick. Spend a day in bed. Yeah.
1: Uh, But mine is always my digestive health. And I suppose... For the last year, I've had some weird symptoms where I was like, oh, you know, I actually, I actually had spoken to my doctor about it because I actually thought it was a hernia.
0: By the way, this whole episode isn't just going to be Keris, no, like no. listing off all of her symptoms. It was this, it was
1: that. Consultation with me. <laughs> what I really want to share is I have learnt some incredibly hard lessons through the whole process but some amazing life-changing lessons as well and that's what i wanted to share with people because also whenever i'm in a consultation a lot of the information that i hear i kind of think the reason i can come up with solutions is often because i've been through it or i've helped a client through it or helped you you know somebody that i i know and love so i'm quite a solutions you know focused person but sometimes with yourself i don't know i i i guess i basically have spent the last 18 months just looking after everybody else Mm. like but at top speed as well so furiously and it was so interesting because when i actually
0: to the point where you've been a bit of a fun sponge haven't you
1: yeah 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 basically i've heard that before
0: oh gosh she's off again (laughs) (laughs) quick hide the bread
1: (laughs) hide the tap water (laughs) but
0: we've always me me and your mum and dad have set up a uh uh, a bread eating club. <laughs> mean, we, we just meet up and eat bread nothing, and just, and nothing, just chat in a, in a secret bread. location.
1: <laughs> I have nothing against bread.
0: I know, I'm um, winding you up.
1: Anyway. Anyway,
0: what are we you
1: um, So yeah, so it's been about, in, in the last, I'd say, 18 months, I had some strange kind of like digestive issues that I thought actually might be a hernia because I have a hernia anyway. And it was like a pulling sensation. So I spoke to, this is the one thing I do want to say, the number of people since I have fallen ill and chatted with friends i've had more time on my hands because i have not able to work and <laughs> chatted with friends who've gone
0: you know <laughs> oh god sorry I I, I've, I've got this
1: i've got this and a you know this this strange looking mole and i've just not had it looked at but it's worrying me or i've had this and it's worrying me and and like a symptom that is creating stress for them but they're not doing anything about it i think we spoke about this on the last podcast um and i said like you've got to like if it worries you you have to go and get that scene too because actually mm. do you know what just starting that process makes you feel better yeah and so for me i was actually speaking to my gp about it i said i just want to check that this isn't anything you know that needs further investigation it feels like a hernia it feels like a pull-in sensation um and so he very kindly had referred me for i've had like i'd had two ultrasounds just to check because one they kind of said maybe they didn't do enough and then they did another one and Uh, just before we went on holiday i think i probably had the hardest six months of my life in terms of work Mm. and it was completely i say it's completely my fault um but it wasn't my fault because there was a lot of we were building a a membership site at the time and there was kind of two or three mini disasters with that project where people that were working with us were suddenly like okay they couldn't do the project anymore and Mm -hmm. so there was this mad scramble and you know that's kind of another side of it but I'd already committed to a certain amount of clients and a certain amount of lectures Mm. and some big talks that were you know some corporate work and I couldn't uh, the only way around it was to kind of do my normal commitments and then get home at night and start working on other bits and bobs so I was working till really late at night which does not work for me and then getting up really early in the morning and the only way, one of the ways that I cope with all of this stuff was to do things like, you know, train at five in the morning, which is probably the last thing that yeah. my body needed. But equally, there was so much kind of, I was in fear mode, I would
0: say. But this is funny, isn't it? Because these things, you know, we often talk about dealing with like acute, stressful situations. Pour and every...
1: Pouring my herbal tea. Can you hear that? Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: On, on. It's quite nice nice herbal tea, actually. Lovely. You know, like we, you can pull things out the bag every now and again. You know, like the really early starts, the late finishes. Sometimes they just need to be done for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's kind of was what, what my head was saying. Yeah. Me, you know.
0: But then if you, this is becoming like a daily thing, then all of a sudden that that is gonna it's gonna become a problem and it is gonna kick you in the arse a little bit at some point. And and essentially that's what happened with you, isn't it? It's yeah.
1: Like, well, I think January and February were when I knew it was going to be really hard because that's when our project went balls up but I was always like well get to February and I'll be fine and then February came and it was like okay no now it's gonna be March It's like projects just do tend to like escalate and you know in my head I was like okay and then suddenly March was April
0: and nothing was was like but, but then you were actually you were developing a routine with it like it was almost oh, yeah, like yeah. you what you what to you was uh oh you know this is all just a bit chaotic at the minute but you know it's fine. I'm just going to do X, Y, and Z, and it'll all calm down soon. Yeah. The next thing you know, like it's your routine. The the getting straight on your laptop when you get in from a day of lecturing, getting up at the crack of dawn and running. Yeah. You know, whilst you've still got like one eye closed, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: can't see because I've got sleepy dust, like, <laughs> crusty face. But yeah, you are. It did actually become. I just with like a hundred miles an hour, and I think the other thing that you I then start doing is food wise we talked about this when we talked about stress on the last couple of podcasts it was kind of we still eat really well I don't cut any corners there but it's the speed at which I was eating and you know everything was just get this out of the way because yeah. I've got work to yeah, do yeah. so I was kind of in that mode and there was no relaxation and downtime because we turned down all kind of social invitations we were like no do you know what we just need to slog through until we kind of said get to our holiday and then you know we're really in the summer and everything we were kind of you know there's the finish line so we felt like we were on top of it but I suppose in the background what I noticed was my digestive systems were kind of like creeping (laughs) into you know suddenly I was like oh I've got stomach ache and now my, my stomach is bloated and I kind of knew that you know this might be a problem but one of the issues with being a nutritional therapist is you can start to out supplement bad lifestyle habits a little bit Mm. and you know so I took supplements that gave me some alleviation of symptoms and that was able to like keep me kind of buoyant but it's not a good thing to do like you just said if there's a deadline and you know this is just a couple of weeks and it's fine Mm. then you can you know use your supplements very cleverly whereas for me it was kind of like no no I'm probably first you could say almost like misusing my knowledge at this point in time so anyway we arrive on holiday and by this point I've actually already started to get like a burning sensation in my chest so i've actually spoken to my doctor about it he'd actually referred me down to the hospital had some checks they said you're fine went on holiday and it was honestly like someone just literally set fire to my digestive system so about a week or so of really enjoying our holiday but i was kind of conscious i was like something is really wrong with my digestive mm-hmm. system i was taking my probiotics i was you know taking digestive enzymes all the things that I might normally take that would be like yep yeah, some oregano and things like that and uh, you know my body just said no essentially and that was it and from that point onwards i can still remember that day i said to you something is really wrong and we did end up in hospital abroad which was not really where you want to be spending your hospital but mm. your your holiday yeah, sorry yeah. <laughs> your hospital. <laughs> but what what's been um, amazing for me i suppose about the whole process is it absolutely just slammed the brakes on for my body. So all of a sudden there was absolutely, because of the nature of my symptoms, there was, initially I couldn't actually eat (laughs) for about a week. Mm. So forget chewing for a second and eating too fast. It was literally like broths and fasting was the only thing to get me kind of some symptom relief, which again, I'm grateful that I've got the knowledge of like, okay, kind of know what I need to do here. But since then, even doing things like, gradually adding food back in and, you know, a daily routine, everything has had to be slow, like Mm. super slow. There is still no exercise, can't do anything really, um, because it's basically some kind of inflammatory condition and exercise is pro-inflammatory. So the Mm. minute I've even tried to creep up a little gear, and by that I'm talking like, you know, a few press-ups on a walk, symptoms have kind of sometimes flared a little bit. So I'm like, okay, there's my feedback. I'm still in kind of recovery, restoration, and the only reason I'm doing press ups by the way is just to try and keep older some muscle because yeah. I lost weight initially through kind of being ill and not you know doing anything and um I worked so hard for my muscles in terms of like this is 20 years of like press ups and <laughs> like, yeah and so I never yeah, you know, I don't want to li- I lose my strength really quickly. So, I'm, you know, if I can just do ten push-ups a day, I know I keep hold of some muscle mass.
0: And then don't forget the split squats.
1: And you've been making me do horrible split squats.
0: I keep them glutes.
1: And, yeah, and now I'm yeah. back to doing some some yoga.
0: <laughs> Even the other day, my trousers are falling. I'm back to
1: roll my trousers off as <laughs> I'm walking around.
0: Me, I'm saying, holding them up anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but what's what's so interesting is when I was on holiday, and I I, I really do think this is the that wasn't a what.
0: That wasn't like a, a a negative, by the way, either, when I was saying about your ass holding the jeans up.
1: Oh, I see, so right. now I've got a f- big
0: butt. Just clarifying, just clarifying. <laughs> clarify. yeah. No, 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 you've got a nice bum.
1: <laughs> that has got to be, I think, the, I was gonna say the, the the most, I can't think of the word, most ill I've been. That's such bad English. The most my health has suffered, that's better.
0: Yeah. It was, I've, I've never seen you, in. I've never seen you like that. And, you know, obviously I, you know, I've known you for a long, long time and, you know, you are a, you're a soldier, like, you you know, I've seen you in the past, like it, you know, there's not much that keeps you down and this really, really took it out of you. So I kind of knew, I knew something was really wrong for you to, for you to be like that. So yeah, hence the reason why we... We were like, you know, don't don't care what it costs. We're going to this hospital just to see what's going on.
1: Well, I think that so the first point that, and again, we've been right about this on social media. That that I want to encourage people to kind of take away from this story is, as we said again in the previous podcast, you have to kind of project manage sometimes the situation back to health. And the first thing that I realised was I was kind of wandering around with some symptoms that I knew. Something was wrong, and I was trying to take a few things that might help, and they weren't working. And so ultimately, I needed to start to manage the process of working out how do I get how to address this situation. And the first was actually to go and speak to medical professionals and say, Can you just rule out this, 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 and this? Um, And the worst thing you can do, we talked about this last time on the podcast, is Google. Any of those symptoms, yeah, because all sorts of things come up, and you just end up in a state of kind of like fear and anxiety. And one thing I did whilst we were out in Portugal was find a, a medical herbalist, and because uh, I just wanted to kind of talk through my symptoms and say, like, what's your take on it? What you know, this is what I'm thinking. I'm going to do next, and what was amazing about speaking to someone who's kind of trained in functional medicine and and herbal medicine. I actually couldn't tolerate a single supplement at that point in time. So then I was like lost about what can I do other than fast, which after a while, you know, I was like, okay, I'm wasting away here. What else can I do? Because, you know, it wasn't working as well. But what was really interesting was she was really getting me to, look at the last six months of my life. Whereas I was a bit like, no, 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 I've had like something kicking off for a while. And I think it's a hernia, you know, I was almost telling her yeah. what I think it was gonna be. Um, <laughs> and it was like some kind of structural thing and what what kind of test would help me to find out what that was. And, and I still believe there might be something like that. It's very close to an old hip injury I've got from running. So it could be linked to that, I'm not sure. But she was saying, regardless of that, this is built and built and built as your stress levels have built. So her intervention for me in terms of herbs was I'm going to give you all of these calming herbs that are going to really relax your digestive system, relax your nervous system, calm you down, anti-inflammatories, all of these kind of things. And she said, look at your body language, like you're literally a ball of, you know, kind of fear and anxiety because, you know, your posture, everything, you're like Mr. Burns, you know, you kind of like yeah. punished over. Yeah. So. I thought right, you're right. So it was from that point onwards that I thought, okay, so I now have kind of herbs to help me with the you know, the anti-inflammatory side of things. It was all chamomile and ginger and cinnamon. So that was amazing. Um, I started doing some movement and some yoga and focusing back on sleep and just lying in the sun. And there are worse places to be that ill, I have to say. Yeah, but do you know what? Like, <laughs> I've,
0: I've got to be honest. Like you, you handled it and you are handling it really, really well because... It's so easy in those situations to start thinking, you know, like, oh, you know, we've been working our asses off, you know, everything was to, you know, so that we could really down tools and enjoy this holiday, you know, sleep, eat burgers and pizza and treat ourselves a little bit and and enjoy our time away. And we, the irony is we booked an extra week holiday to what we normally do because it's been such a mental year and then we had to come home a week early anyway. (laughs) it wasn't meant to be but but you handled it really well and i was so so impressed like i really was because
1: but but what i think helps in those situations as with any problem in life is taking some action and taking Mm -hmm. control of it and so rather than talk about the problem constantly and and worry and and create this energy of fear and you know I, i just knew i needed a process and it didn't matter then what the symptoms were doing i knew i was you know, on, on this kind of route mm. and just ticking things off. And it's a very logical approach. Like, my dad's very similar. He was like, yep, yeah, we just need to get this happen, let, you know, let this happen, let that happen. And one thing that you and my parents, obviously, because they're out in Portugal, both identified was every time I almost chatted the situation through with a medical professional or a someone I trusted, so yeah. I contacted a few people in the industry that I trust and said, what would you do? They said, it's like you get symptom relief for 24 hours after yeah. you kept saying it you're like here we go again you're fine now for the next 24 hours
0: yeah. but, so you just need to book in with someone every day yeah basically
1: <laughs> but that was because i was getting a reinforcement that the plans i was having or the path i was on was right the right one and mm-hmm. i'm doing something and so there is an element to which it reinforced for me the kind of you know the nervous system side the the mental emotional side of of your body dysfunctioning creates a certain level of stress and anxiety which then drives the inflammation so mm. you know and that even that having that reminder constantly i was like okay so i can breathe i can be outside i can relax i can sleep more all of these anti-inflammatory things i can do and even just making up my broths every day and loading in rosemary and ginger and thyme and turmeric it was like it felt good mm. and it gave me that you know that kind of strength I suppose and energy so that when you were like I don't even know how you're sat drinking bone broth whilst we're all eating pizza I was like no but this makes me feel yeah. so good right now like it was so soothing anyway on my digestive system that it was like nectar but you know and uh, it made me feel like you know I, I want this because I know what you're having would probably put me in hospital right now yeah. so
0: <laughs> that was easier as well but, but like you say you took action you know yeah and you there was peace of mind in knowing that that you were because, yeah, you know, well, this this is what we do with all the time, isn't it? Like a lot of people, when when they come to us, you know, they they list things that they're unhappy about and the things that they want to change. Yeah. But then, change is tough in any shape or form. Like we've always said, but it does come to a point where it's like, look, you know, you you know, for example, it's like debt. You know, you can't keep complaining about not having any money and being in debt if you're then spending loads of money on you know using credit cards or buying 10 coffees a day like and it's like well you know you could spend less you know you could drink less coffee you could eat out less yeah but a lot not a lot of people do but then they complain they've not got money so
1: we we said this the other day we're becoming a culture that talks sometimes talks a lot about problems i would say does nothing about them but then the problem just escalates in the background and then you continue to talk about it more but honestly, the value of actually taking some action and putting a process in place. In so terms it's empowering. Of, yeah, your mental, emotional health. And then actually when you get a step further. So as soon as then I would start to get, okay, more consistent symptom relief and I could add more food back in, I was like, oh, man, progress. And the progress makes you feel better, makes you feel stronger, mm. more motivated. And what was so interesting, though, was every time I would almost take a step forward, I would almost bring life up a notch again because by this time we're home and I'm like, oh, I think I could do a bit of work. And,
0: yeah. and
1: on a couple of occasions ended up in bed again because I just pushed my body a bit too fast because yeah. I had nausea and all sorts of things going on. So, um, But I just also at some point almost stopped looking for a kind of single answer, yeah. a single solution and started to think, actually, my own advice to everybody is always you need to look at the bigger picture. You need to look at the nutrition, but you must look at the mindset, the environment, the rest, the sleep, the restoration. And even bigger than that, I've had to go right back and kind of consider, because as we returned from holiday, I'd already overcommitted to everything from lectures to corporate talks to, you know, more client work. And that was making me anxious thinking, how am I going to let all these people down? So a big question has been like, why do I have to, you know, constantly be so busy. And why am I, why am I a yes person? And that's, you know, that's part of your personality. That's kind of, you know, you you enjoy kind of doing things, keeping busy, achieving things. But because now I've had so much time, like downtime, Mm. it's been really nice to reflect on that. And actually when I can feel myself almost jumping in to be it fix somebody or, or overcommit to things, I've, stop myself really quickly or well, my body's really stopped me my gut, yeah. my gut stopped me and gone no 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 and I've I've scaled my work back to I don't know I'd say a quarter of what I was doing and it feels amazing Like yeah. and it was ni- it's nice to be here and it's nice to be walking again and
0: you and, know, and to be fair like you you hardly mention your symptoms now at all like it's almost like you're just you're not saying you've accepted them. But I think because you know at, at this stage, you're doing all that you can do, you know, in terms of getting seen at, at the doctors, getting the like scans booked in and, and essentially there's no more you can do. It's now just a waiting game, going to the appointments, getting the results back and doing what you can outside of that, as opposed to getting in a flap, getting worked up, worrying, worrying about what it could be, what, you know, uh, could you be doing more? Could you be doing better? Would well, you
1: know, one thing I've always, since you train, when you train in nutritional therapy, one thing I kind of see a lot of is when someone falls sick and a doctor can't find out what's wrong with them, that can become a full-time job, hmm. trying to find out what's wrong with you. And often what I tend to see is some people never actually get an answer to that, hmm. but they spend time... we. In in a Facebook group, they spend hours online. They try so many supplements and tests that they almost get financially, you know, they they stretch themselves financially and end up in big trouble with that. And a lot of that is making them sicker. And what I realized was I had these weird symptoms, and I thought, right, I need to tick off all the serious stuff. So you're right. Came home, spoke to my doctor, and he was like, right, we're going to do some CT scans, we're going to do stool test, everything, you know, like just pick pick off the the big things. And that was quite a scary process. But even having it there, I was like, oh, it's just in place. So now I need to get on with life and living and relaxation and enjoyment. Um, And as all of those have been ticked off, what I also did was because I could gradually start to tolerate supplements. I kind of said, right, okay, I can't eat everything that I need to eat right now. So here's what I'm going to do with my supplements. spoke to a herbalist and said, I can't tolerate alcohol. So I can't have any tinctures or anything. But I had an amazing herbalist and she's done me a ton of teas that I can just take all day long. That are anti-inflammatory, antimicrobial, antiviral, because the the theories, you know, in my kind of own head, just knowing what I know about the gut and also just speaking to other practitioners was it could be H. pylori, it could be an ulcer, it could be a virus, it could be just bacterial overgrowth. But the problem with it all is the, the testing in terms of going to see an actual gastroenterologist and even having like a camera endoscopy, you know, camera down. The wait lists are huge. So you've got to be able to do something in the meantime. And Mm. I was at a point with nausea where I was like, oh, I can't eat anything. So actually all the things I've done have got me able to tolerate food again. And so I can now eat normally and now I can work again. So I've been able to lecture now and I've been able to, I'm seeing clients. But as I said to you, I'm also doing a fraction of the workload that I was Mm. so that I can spend a lot of time on my own self-care, which I neglected for six months. So actually having that time, you know, to read at night, go to bed, do a lot of walking, stretching, and those kind of things that, you know, eat really slowly, actually prepare food properly. So one thing I've realized quite quickly is everything had to be cooked. There was nothing raw at first. So whereas my favorite ready meal is a salad, there was none of that. So literally it's been slow cooker on, constantly just having, you know, vegetable broths and keeping slow cooked meat, fish, anything like that, so that everything was really easy to digest. So it is all the kind of things that, I mean sadly that i should be doing most of the time but yeah. again we just get swept up in life and yeah. but just going back to your point of i've almost given up trying to get a single thing that happened like a viral infection that yeah. that, that caused the mass kind of inflammation and i've just kind of labeled it gastritis like inflammation in my des- digestive system likely caused by a vast combination called, you know was it travel was it someone picked up was it stress was it because actually I got on holiday and relaxed. That's also a factor with a lot yeah. of people falling sick. And also, and like you've said, just work on the the healing process. And as I said, lots of people keep going, oh, You know, really sorry to hear you've been ill, but I actually think it's probably one of the best things that happened to me this year. I think I would be maybe getting in more serious trouble with my health mm. six months' time from now.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's a tough one though, isn't it? Because some people... You know do learn an incredibly valuable lesson when he kind of comes back and kicks him up the ass and just says you know something happens where it's like right you need to get your shit together you know what i mean like um but then unfortunately not everyone does learn that lesson and then they go back and they just do it again and they do it again until you know unfortunately is something much more sinister and you've got a whole different problem on your hands and Of course you know you don't want to go through life like you know always worrying about what what you're eating are you doing enough of this are you doing too much of that whatever it may be but there does need to come a time where you've almost got to do a an audit if you will of your how much you are prioritizing your your health and well-being and i think it's so easy now to get caught up in just working really, really long hours and this whole hustle and grind and, and whatever it may be. and
1: Not even that. I think even look at... I've got friends who are parents now and, you know, with me having time off, I've caught up with them and I've looked at them and I'm like, you're almost the same version. I know it's very... We often say the same thing that we say, like almost like running a business sometimes can feel like having a family... And that you just have this kind of, and that sounds maybe insensitive if you've got kids, you're like, no, it's a business. But yeah,
0: they're, they're, they're like, oh, no. <laughs> I simply
1: mean that in terms of the time and the the kind of headspace that it consumes. Because for us, we've often said this because it's been our life for the last 10 years. It's because
0: it's like even when you're not working, you are working.
1: And we are we, partners, so we share our business. So it's kind of round the clock in terms of the responsibilities and the pressures and the stress. And and I'd imagine it's the same, you know, with your children. There's always, you know, something that you're worried about, the future, the past, the the symptoms. You feel responsible for absolutely everything, you know. And I think, so I draw parallels a lot, but I've seen my friends who are parents now really struggling in that they are investing everything in in family and so little in themselves and you can see the same things like their bodies are creaking and symptoms are building and immune system struggling and they keep going because they've got this purpose every single day they get up and it's kind of you know the family and whatever else needs doing
0: yeah
1: um but equally a friend of mine who's had breast cancer said to me it just we were chatting and she said you just reflect when you get you know kind of stopped dead in your tracks like she did she said i reflected on all the years i worked you know um, I had a very fast paced career and all the meetings that I dashed out of to, to get a train to get home because I felt so guilty about leaving my family and then to be there for the family. I would, you know, stay up all night and then cook loads of food and clean the house because I wanted to make sure the family life was also good. And yeah. she's like, I knew at some point this was you know, and there was lots of negative relationships that she said I wasn't dealing with and they were just building inside me because, you know, if I just worked really hard and then stretched myself looking after the family and have to deal with that conflict, but it just ate away at me every moment that I had to think about it. And these are the types of things that have been... You know, very similar to me, I've kind of said to you all those times that I sprinted out of London to try and get a train to, you know, just get back to try and have an evening with you to try and have some yeah. form of a weekend because we were working seven days a week and if I could just get a bit of a Saturday night with you it would feel okay but that required me to literally do like, you know, a hundred metre dash yeah. <laughs> through London Bridge with several bags which, you know, all these things just weren't healthy but I was just doing them day in, day out and not stopping to think about you know, what effect it was having on my kind of both physical and mental health. And I suppose the other side of it that's been really interesting for me is now that I'm working just daily with clients, you know, they tell me about, you know, when when I fall sick, you know, I've noticed that all these people that I've run around after don't mm. don't care about me and aren't helping me. And then many cases I work on where the, the the people who you work for, as in your employer, you bend over backwards for... And give up so much of your energy and time, and you know, passion, and then you fall sick, and and you know they've had a really kind of you know very negative response from an employer. Mm-hmm. Um, at least we don't have that because yeah, <laughs> yeah. my, my employer was uh, <laughs> was really lovely about it. Yeah, <laughs> he rubbed my feet. <laughs> Cook,
0: yeah, you made your, me bone broth. Your bone broth, yeah,
1: <laughs> but you know, the conversation I've had with them is it's almost like you you can't spend time dwelling on that side of things. Because one thing that was kind of apparent to me was, you know, I've been really busy, so I haven't been there for everybody. So there's no way I can expect people to be there for me now I've got some time. Hmm. But equally, boy, have I been bowled over by some absolute heroes who've just stepped out of, you know, nowhere and just been like, are you okay? And, how are you now? And you know, it's yeah. really lovely and
0: heroes don't always wear capes, as they say. That's
1: it, that's it. But the people side is is uh, you just kind of realise how much you spend of your life. It's almost like the more somebody's a bit of an energy vampire and demands more of you and almost pays you less kind of respect or um gives you the kind of I don't know, um trying to think how to explain this really, but you know, really gives you the credit that you deserve the more you devote energy to them it's crazy and then the more people are very respectful and admirable the more you don't take that for or or you uh, don't appreciate that
0: right would
1: you agree well this is what this is what I I, again I've seen this in in my client base I've seen this in my own kind of personal experience and these instances that when they happen to you in life are just really interesting for that
0: I, I didn't really quite get what you were saying, to be honest with you. It didn't make a whole lot of sense to me.
1: I suppose the best way I can put it is, <laughs> were you even listening? No, I was, <laughs> you're but I was a out bit
0: the like, this isn't really making much so sense to me.
1: when you're ill, you're vulnerable. Yeah. And I think when you're vulnerable, you look around and you think, okay, I'm really vulnerable here and I'm scared maybe about, again, it could be what's happening with my health, but also maybe I'm not going to be able to work for a long period of time. So this is what I see in, in kind of chronic illness in the cases that I work with. And one thing that I've seen makes people feel worse and actually in I think inhibits their ability to get better is that they spend a lot of time thinking, well, I'm here because of I work too hard, mm. yet my employers are giving me a grief about when am I going to come back to work yeah. even though I'm sick or I'm here because I gave up so much time and energy for a partner and my partner is just getting frustrated that I can't you yeah. know, do the washing up or whatever it might be. So this is what I see in cases all the time when you're vulnerable and you need care and support and help yeah there's a lot of people who are not there for you that you have done nothing but be there for
0: if I'm with you now.
1: and then there's these as i've said unexpected heroes who step forward and they are your team and they're like yeah. can we help you are you okay you can see you're vulnerable and it's really helpful to assess your time in future and who do you dedicate and prioritize your time with is what I'm trying to say
0: like it I like it because
1: you probably find that you have been and what I was the, what I was saying was sometimes the, the harsher people are to you the more you chase them the more you want to energy vampires is a term isn't it that we've right. used before the more you're like I'm going to help you I'm going to help you I'm going to prove to you that I, I I deserve to be by your side or I deserve the status that I want from you and actually there's no that you'll never get there because energy vampires just drain you continuously that's their job right which can be an employee, you think?
0: Yeah, no, no, I see what you're saying. And it can I do, be, I do see what you're saying.
1: It can be a partner. Hopefully it's not.
0: Yeah, well, if it is... God, to think about that.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Can't be having that. Maybe
1: we should all fake illness and see what happens and you'll get those answers. <laughs> yeah. Skive.
0: Just... go. <laughs> like, I wasn't really ill, but... The way you've acted, yeah, been. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> get a lipstick and draw spots on your face, and then just go. I'm ill for the next week, and see how everyone responds.
0: To be fair, my my um, my, my stepdad was like that. He's, <laughs> he was absolutely bloody useless. If ever my mum was ill, yeah, because he you. he was like, "What? what, what I got to make me own dinner? What, what, what the bloody <laughs> was going on?" He ended up having a jam sandwich for dinner. <laughs> And I don't know if that's because he couldn't. He,
1: he then used to fake illness with a view that maybe yeah. you would then step
0: in. But he always used to get ill he, he, almost just after she was ill. And they always used to be like, oh, I think I've got what you got. Yeah. And so I love you. Yeah. <laughs> what? Not buying PMS. it. PMS. Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not buying it, mate. But no, I, I do. I totally agree. And I think it's. But the problem is, is when, some, when people are saying shit, you need to slow down a little bit. You You know, you need to say, you don't, but I feel fine. Like, shut up. You know, it's the same with training. Like, I know so many people who buy into this whole, and hands up, I've been there myself. I learned the lesson the hard way a long, long time ago. Hence the reason why I try my best to to prevent other people making it. Now, of kind of just thinking, the more I train, the better results I'm going to get. The harder I train, the longer I train, the more I push my body, the better I'm going to look the fitter I'm going to be, um, et etc., et cetera, does not work like that. No. But all the while you feel good and all the while you're still training and everything's great and you're lifting weights and you're running, you're doing whatever, no one can tell you anything. And then bang, you get an injury. And I'm not talking about like all just a little twinge. I'm talking something that- Knocks you out. Really, yeah. really floors you, and stops you doing what you want to do. Yeah. And- It's horrible for people because all of a sudden they can't do a fraction of what they were doing before. But even then, a lot of them don't try and step back and restore, replenish, recover before they go back again. Any slight glimpse of feeling okay, they push it again. And then they're right back to where they were. And that's the hard bit is actually being able to go, like, you know, deep down, I probably know I'm doing too much, but I feel fine. But in a way, that's the hardest bit.
1: You have to. Is, is when,
0: when you feel fine, but still, but you've got an awareness yeah. that you're doing too much and you're probably not going to be able to keep it up for too much longer. And it's like I say, you know, I firmly believe that humans are durable physically, mentally, emotionally, but there's only so much we can tolerate in 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 in, you know we we can handle it in acute situations Yeah, yeah. but chronically it's going to cause you problems it's going to cause you problems and you need to look at ways to i'm going off on one now no
1: no Um, you're right it's a a very it's a pro-inflammatory lifestyle and you just said an injury is usually you know it's an inflammatory state just as my you know gastritis the same thing and i think Either you have to reach your pain point with the symptom, which is yeah. sometimes easier when it's, especially if it affects your physical appearance, like your hair falls out or your skin, you know, your your skin goes bad or something like that, as in like acne.
0: You're like, gone completely bald yet. Yeah? Best do something about it. Can yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine me? Come on, one day. Yeah. <laughs> Complete chrome dome.
1: Yeah, I think, I think I've been overdoing it, think it's curious. time. <laughs> Teeth have fallen out. I think I need to <laughs> slow down but you' like you you either reach your pain point with it, and when the the problem is when it 's something that you can almost and the problem with i suppose digestive systems is you can actually you can get by, you can hide them, you know no one can see it mm. you know even even if you're a bit bloated, you just you dress differently, and actually that's just inflammation in the background, and one system's going to hit another system, you know so soon it'll be reproductive, cognitive whatever, and then you can 't think straight, and it will it will knock you out at yeah. some point if you allow it to continue but I think we just are in, I mean, one thing I would say about kind of our situation with, with the business was we we just kind of knew we're launching our new membership site, 365, we've just got to get it up. And this is now a hub for me to basically fill with lots and lots of resources to stop other people yeah. <laughs> making the same mistake. But also, you know, allowing, like, really trying to educate and empower people to, to know how to, you know, kind of maneuver through this situation. But ideally, never get to a situation like I did. And I think Mm. when I look around now, I think you know we've got social media driving this, we've got pressures from a kind of image perspective. And I've known for time that whenever I stop and take a massive break from things like structured exercise and just walk and breathe, one of the first things I notice is it's really easy for me to eat well and eat as per my needs. Mm because I'm balancing my blood sugar levels. I'm not caning it in the gym or running or anything like that. My cravings normalize, if not disappear. And I focus on sleep. Um, But the number of people that we work with who are trying to train their backsides off and work really hard to lose weight. And it just wouldn't be my first like point you know port of call for for Mm -hmm. a lot of people it's kind of you've got to look at the mindset side of things and go right what sort of person am I what have I been doing in the past that has meant like I've not been able to lose weight or what I've been doing in the past that means I'm never able to really feel full like fully well and energized and you you know you do need to do that assessment initially and then get into that mindset of actually I think you know what I really need to do first and foremost is eat a better breakfast lunch and dinner balance my energy levels try and get rid of these cravings and then i'll start to maybe add in a little bit more exercise but it's like we've always said a couple of training sessions a week is probably all most of us need right now Mm -hmm. to be you know adding muscle mass keeping fit keeping strong yeah I think a lot of us now, and I would be the first to say I do this, this is definitely what the habit I fall into is I try and out-train fear. I try and yeah. out-train stress. I try and out-train the fact that then I'll sit with you and eat like 50 pieces of sushi on a Saturday night because I'm so yeah. tired and hungry after running myself ragged all week. And I've got, I've got to go and do it all again in 24 hours that I would you know just eat way too much.
0: So, But, but, but exercise, you know, it's it's a, it's a funny thing because exercise has so many benefits, as we know. Just overall health, joint health, preventing muscle wastage, balancing blood sugar levels, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, imp- lifting your mood, improving your, you know, your your, your mindset, making you more confident. The, the list goes on. However, it's massively, massively overused to the point where it's kind of placed on this pedestal. I think that, and I think everyone should exercise, but it shouldn't be the the, the first go to whenever there's a problem. just you yeah, see what I mean? Yeah, and, and we need to look at the bigger picture. And I know this is something that we say a hell of a lot, but I think it's important that we do repeat these things to really drum it home. Because you can't rely on exercise for everything. Because... It will kick you in the ass, you know be it through injury be it through developing an unhealthy relationship with exercise which is what i did all those years ago and you know thank god like that's not the case anymore because it was horrible like i felt like a a prisoner to it because it was it had become the answer to all my problems yeah. till eventually it became the problem yeah do you see what i mean
1: but i think this is um very much like Russell Brand said when we went to see him speak about addiction and and how you mm. need a mentor, and he talked about people that give up alcohol often take up running, and you know he said the problem with that is like you end up with cauliflower and he's like yeah. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> I <stopped> just, running. <laughs> I <can't> stop running, stop <laughs> running, and we were laughing when we when he said this because. I think the other problem with exercise is you can how, you, can, you funny, can justify it in your mind as something yeah. healthy. But well,
0: that's what the, the woman yeah. that was doing the talk with him or, said, or it's couple, healthy, yeah, she isn't it? said, "Yeah, but there's a healthy addiction, yeah. surely." And he said, "No, no there is no such thing as a healthy addiction." Yeah. And I thought it's so true because it's 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 not, is yeah. it?
1: But this is how you justify. You know that in your mind just as people do the same thing with dieting mm. fasting you can go yeah but this is healthy but it's not because it's this form of control that means that you don't have to deal with the thing that you're really trying to deal with the fear that's you know the, the problem usually is not being dealt with it's being almost just kind of blotted out and i think what's been i basically had all of my escapes removed from me in terms of i couldn't work i couldn't exercise i couldn't eat 50 pieces of sushi. Like I literally couldn't do anything other than actually feel that emotion, deal with that emotion and, you know, kind of, you know, just just had to go and do that. And so I think I've cried more in the last six weeks than I've cried in like the last two years, but it's been a really healthy thing to do. And I've actually had to sit there and talk to someone and go, you know, when they've said, why didn't you sort this out? Like just before your holiday, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Why didn't you speak to the doctor about this? And it's kind of, you know, and I did, I I was, you know, I had a process in place, but uh, you know, for me, my answer has always been, I was so busy sorting out everyone else. Like I just, you know, I was just last on the list. I I knew I was going to sort it, you know? And so that I think is, has been a really therapeutic experience for me to say, okay, well, and also to stop me repeating the habit and going right back into that you know stepping back and really thinking okay what does my gut really love you know in terms of from a work perspective from a socializing perspective from a mm-hmm. lifestyle you know sleep exercise what does my gut love me doing and because i'm getting feedback on that quite quickly now it's really helped me understand that this is what i truly love doing you know yeah and so big emphasis on being outside walking yoga all those types of things but you know, I said to you, I want to get back to some structured exercise, but I really do have to keep it, you know, much more as a, a minimal thing in my week. If I'm going to have quite a busy career, yeah. it's got to be that I can deal with that career. Otherwise, I shouldn't take those career commitments on. Yeah. If I need to train to deal with them, if that makes yeah, sense.
0: Yeah, of, so of
1: course. It's been, in that sense, you know, a hugely beneficial thing, you know, to be ill and have to go through that process has been... But it's, it's
0: all. It comes down to having a... An, an element of control over the situation, isn't yeah. it? You know, whatever the situation is, yeah. even if a good chunk of it is out of your control, like it is with you right now. You know, it's, it's you don't you still don't know what the hell's going on, but you're you're going through the process. You know, you've had a CT scan, you've got another scan coming up, and you're 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 ticking the boxes, you're going through the the, the process, and outside of that, you're maintaining an element of control, which, like I said earlier, is empowering, and I think. It's being able to apply that to as much as you can. And instead of just focusing on this on the on the problem, be like, right, what can I do now to focus on the solution and to gain a, an element of control over this situation at hand here. And 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 managing your expectation, I think, and almost taking I suppose the pressure off yourself somewhat in terms of what can be achieved if you know what I mean yeah so like I mean for, for example like the other day I was going to do a post about this on on social media and you know like, like always got distracted and never happened <laughs> but um I went to the gym because
1: can I just say actually remember this story but Matt has some amazing things to say on social media and then never post them yeah you I know you get distracted and then You'll what tell me something, dinner? yeah. And then it's like a kettlebell workout goes on. and I'm like, you should actually share. So if you would like yeah. to hear more thoughts from Matt on social media, on our Instagram and Facebook, then basically just, I don't know, prod him, nag him. Because you've got
0: but, some- But now, see, see what you've done now. Because if no one reaches out to me, I'm going to think no one wants to hear from me. I'm,
1: like- <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> um, I'm joking. Um, but what I was going to say was is, I, I don't, I'm really, you know, Really, really busy day, like everybody does, and I suppose I had a bit of a an emotionally testing day. It was just just one of those days, you know, where you know things got on top of me and I felt quite overwhelmed. And i would kind of I'd planned to go to the gym, but I didn't go at the time I'd actually originally planned to because I thought I'm too distracted. There's too much going on in my head. I need to tick things off my list before I can have even have the headspace to. To, to think about going to the gym but I knew I knew it would make me feel better do you see what I mean yeah and I was like right you know what like I can't do any more than I've done now I need to go to the gym but I just it wasn't a but I wanted to go to the gym it wasn't like I have to go to the gym because it's going to be the answer to all my problems yeah but I was like I, I'm gonna go to the gym but I took complete pr- pressure off myself you know I wasn't I wasn't going there to annihilate myself. I wasn't going there expecting to have an amazing session or to achieve any PBs. I was, I'm just going to go in there. I'm going to move my body, going to get a bit of a sweat on, get a little bit of a pump on, which always feels good. That's the aim of that session today. Yeah. All my goals are out the window for this session. It's not about getting stronger, getting bigger, whatever. It's just, just doing all those things I just mentioned. And, even that, that in itself is like a great example of, of taking control of the situation.
1: Making those adaptations.
0: And and just adapting it, and but, but changing my expectation yeah, yeah. of what the outcome, because it, that session for me needed to have a different outcome to what it usually is. Because yeah. normally when I go to the gym, I work my ass off, I work really hard, I yeah, push yeah. myself. And if there's a PB in there, then I bloody well go for it. But sometimes I'm like, no nah this is not the outcome I want today
1: but that can be applied to absolutely everything that is stressing you it can be applied to the state of the house like people like and the house needs to look perfect and be clean and dinner needs to be amazing and this like do you see what I mean now we just start to pile pressure on ourselves and we let it run like just it just runs away with you and you just forget that actually you know you can have beans on toast and the house can look a tip for a week and what? you can skip the gym for a
0: week. Do you know or cl- you can... Classic example of that. <laughs> the other day, we haven't seen Keris' mum and dad for ages because they've been in Portugal. Um, they're back for a couple of weeks. They came around to our house for dinner, didn't they? And we did like a roast chicken dinner, lovely jubbly, but I couldn't get the gravy right. <laughs> it wouldn't thicken. And I was so... Getting so wound up because obviously if you've got a roast in it, you've got to have gravy. You know what I mean? It was my
1: fault because you couldn't use cornflour because I'm not eating things like that. So you were trying to use arrowroot.
0: Talcum powder, all sorts in there. Anything just to thicken it. It won't work. (laughs) Nothing's happening. bit of dust off the floor, no. But I was getting so wound up about this gravy your mum and dad, meanwhile, are sat at the table and you're there as well. And I'm in a bit of a flap. And in the end, your dad was like, you know, we just would have been happy with some chicken and salad. You know, yeah. we, we're here to see you, not, yeah, yeah. not for this roast chicken dinner. And it I felt really bad because I thought I've stressed so much to make this dinner amazing that I've almost not ruined it, yeah. but, you know, not really spent any time with your mum and dad. And we've not really spoken. And it was just all a little bit stressful. Yeah. yeah. And you just think, oh, how daft was that? Yeah. But...
1: That's, do you know what, it's, it's so one of the amazing things as well about when you take out because I haven't been able to eat normally. I've done a really severe elimination diet on myself, which has been, but it's transformed me. So mm. I, you know, I haven't minded that much. But I've been able to spend time with people socially, but I haven't been able to have the the food that everybody's had, or you know, we've yeah. been to barbecues and I couldn't drink or anything like that. But it, it's made me realise like if you, if you can hang out with people like that and mm. just be so happy with their company. They're the right people to be hanging out with. And so I've chosen, you know, I've selected who I'm going to go and spend time with. Again, it just, the whole situation just guides you to the people that you're like, I just love hanging out with them. I don't care that I can't have the pizza and the, you know, that they're all going to drink Prosecco and I'm not going to have any of it. And there have been a few occasions where I've declined invitations because I've thought... I don't know that I'd really want to be with those people if I'm not doing the things that we're normally doing which just made me question entire relationships as well you know. Yeah. And it it is just really fascinating because I said to you you've had to I have to find pleasure in everything else. Yeah. Because you know for a long time I was just kind of rocking up and going I can't have anything I'm just going to sit here and enjoy company but yeah. it is lovely and including we we actually went and had a barbecue with two people who we only know from walking the dog. And we meet them yeah. every morning when we walk the dog and they just randomly invited us for dinner and we went and had an amazing night. And, and even with them, I was like, this is going to be really weird, but I can hardly eat anything here. But I just wanted to come along and hang out. And yeah, we had such a Allah. cool night, didn't we?
0: Yeah, we had a great time. It, it was, was a funny. barbecue,
1: so it was quite easy. I could yeah, because
0: just... you just had like the meat and salad, didn't you? But it was quite funny because I could tell you thought, they just thought you were like really weird about food.
1: <laughs> when and I you, you were like, no, no,
0: let me explain. Like, <laughs> I'm not normally like this. Like, <laughs> Next time I'll smash a proper burger and and whatever, but
1: a big piece of that frangie, but no, that but came it, out. and that was <laughs> that nice, one. by the way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you got something to look forward to there. Yeah. But it's true, like we did have a really really amazing evening, didn't we? And it was funny because we they invited us round at six, and we were like, being the uh, being the old people that we are, <laughs> we were like, oh, that's good because we'll go at six. We'll we'll probably get home. Uh, around yes. half eight o'clock, half eight, nine o'clock maybe. And we got, we'll have time to just kind of like chill a little bit before bed.
1: Have a early night.
0: Nice. And uh, we were like, we were there till like gone midnight, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. remember, but, but never once did time even occur. And I was like, look, and then I looked at my phone and I was like, bloody hell. Well, hey, it was the first time I looked at my phone all evenings, which is always a good sign. Yeah. And losing complete track, uh, complete track of time is also a good sign as well. Um, yeah
1: so yeah i think you can also see this is my final point people stretch themselves socially and spend time a lot of time with people that they don't truly enjoy spending time with but feel obligated to and i know family is kind of a little bit different you might have family that you are not so hot about that you have to spend time with you know and so you, you don't want to be offensive but definitely listen to what your gut feeling is on a social invitation and be like do i want to do that you know and equally every now and then you know when they first invited us i was like well can't eat anything I'm not that well will I get tired you know and I was like do you know what I'm just going to go because yeah, you know enjoy I, the company. yeah basically sometimes you've got to go and do something you wouldn't normally do and that's also yeah. cool so there you go there it is so hopefully there's a few lessons pulled out of
0: that I think so but it's like we always Cheers. say even if you come away with just one thing it's been worthwhile yeah so on that note we'll say ta and and um, we'll see you in the next episode yeah Good chat, Curse.
1: Thanks. See ya. Bye. bye